Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Somebody's going to Disney World very soon. <laughs> Somebody's going to Disney World. Who may that be? I think both of us, really. But I, that's true. But you're, you're closer <laughs> I'll be than I'm leaving in, in two days. <laughs> yeah, you're leaving much, much more, much, much, much sooner than I am. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, guys, this is episode sixty-six of the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm Danny. And always with us is the lovable, huggable. A uh, friend like uh, me, Lee, Lee, Lastavika. <laughs> I was going to say a friend like me, but I was about to mess it up. Uh, hey, Lee, how you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, just wrapping up a week at my real job, um, quote unquote, real job. Yeah, I uh, just got in from San Antonio, and just about enough time to hook up with you guys. So it was good timing. Ah, that's perfect. Yeah, so the first time a friend like Lee gets used, and you botched it. I know, I botched it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Had to, we had to. Redo that one. <laughs> a friend like Lee. A friend like you Lee. ain't a never like had Lee. a friend like Lee. You never had a friend like Lee, man. No. It's great. So your friend's book. This. No. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good, man. Good. Just yeah. Having a you know a relaxing day at home now, and finished oh, more work with the we- finished with work for the week. So got a lot of people to talk to tomorrow. A couple clients we need to sh- tie up some loose ends, and yeah. one that we need to book and. Um, all kinds of good stuff going on in the on the travel side. Awesome, awesome, Danny. And how are you doing? A couple of days before your trip, I am uh, uh, under my bed uh, at night, hoping that no illnesses or bad things <laughs> befall me or my family <laughs> uh, within the next two to three days. So um, you're gonna yeah. do great. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna do great. How are you sleeping? Uh, not <laughs> spraying Lysol through the house. I'm, no, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing good. Just yeah. trying to make sure everything is taken care of at work, so I can get on out of here. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's getting very very close for you. And I'm very, pretty darn excited about it. Well, thank so you. are you packed? No, no, no. <laughs> when do you usually accomplish that? Are you like one of those last minute packers? I am. Or? I am a last minute packer. What about your wife? Is she a last minute packer or? Has she yes. started? Oh yes. yeah, she's a last minute packer. I'd say um, I like it better like that because then I might go ahead and towards the end of it, I've, if I've packed in stages, I might have thought I covered something Forgot in something? step one. Yeah. Whereas in when I do it all at once, I know I have to get everything in there. It's like assume nothing. Right. You've brought nothing and ended up overpacking, but yeah. I'm well covered. Yeah. See, I'm kind of like that where I, I somewhat pack late. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it, when it gets if I start I me mean, I somewhat pack late but I also kind of start early but then I forget what I packed earlier and then I have to start all over again. Exactly. My, my wife's in charge of packing, so oh, yeah? I just give her my clothes and she packs it all up. I'll have to send a picture. I'll find it of uh, of her packing process, man. It's pretty it's pretty uh, extraordinary. Does she start early? Is she an early pack? Yeah, thing? maybe a couple weeks before. Where you know she's got all the clothes laid out, red oh, for wow. Monday, blue for Tuesday. Orange for Wednesday. It's, wow. It's pretty serious. I'll, I'll find the picture and send it to you. That is pretty serious, man. That's pretty killer. Um, before we move on to the queue, man, should we talk about some new things dealing with Lee's life, man? Should we, should, uh, I mean, we're going to let you pimp your wares, man. What do you have going on now? Uh, big changes happening uh, for me personally. I have moved agencies um, onto some bigger and better things. It's going to be good for uh, 
for me, good for my family, and good for my clients. Uh, Going to have a lot more opportunities uh, to do some uh, things other than Disney as well. Yeah. Um, the agency I'm moving to is called Magical Moments Vacations, and um, it's a bigger agency. It's an earmarked agency. Earmarked means that they're you know super duper official. I won't go into all the details of that, but you know they they've been around a while. They book a certain amount of trips. Uh, a certain amount of you know, business with Disney, so they have uh, a few more privileges for the agents and uh, a lot more training opportunities and things like that. It so, means you've uh, been officially blessed by Disney, right? Basically, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot of ins and outs to it, but that's you know that's the short story for the for the people out there that you know want to know the difference between a, a regular agency and an earmarked agency. Earmarked Air agency has reached certain levels of sales and training with its staff and things like that. So they're you know they have like a little bit more. Uh, opportunities and a little more um you know things for them and for their for their agents yeah so that means uh, that lee and vis-a-vis the magic our way podcast are officially sanctioned by disney thank you oh they're by, by proxy <laughs> or by proxy there you go wow vis-a-vis quid <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes yes so Lee's kind of moved up in the world now. You know, he went from yeah. one agency. Now he's like at an earmarked agency. So, yes. and he's bringing us up to his level. Yes, there you go. And I'm then, gonna bring. I'm bringing all my friends with me. There you go, man. It's gonna be a hoot. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So, you want to run down some of your information while you, while sure. we're at it, since it's fresh in your head? Yeah, it's uh again magical moments vacations. Uh, I still have the same Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh huh. slash Lostovica Travel. Perfect. Same phone. Po- same phone number, 832-570-5490. Uh, but if you want to uh, check out our agency's Facebook page, it is www.facebook.com slash Magical Moments Vacations Main, M-A-I-N, like main page. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Magical Moments Vacations Main. And uh, you can see all the uh, current offers from Disney and news and stuff like that on there and you know keep up to date with what's going on in the world of Disney. Yeah, go ahead and go like their page and tell them the Magic Our Way podcast sent you as well. There as you we. go. Come on and check us out. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, the funny thing is, you know, once I got started, I knew one uh, uh, lady there, uh, which we need to get her on the show, Julie. She lives in Homa. Oh, awesome. We she need to get her on the, the show. studio. Next time you're um, in town, we have to get all of this together. Yeah. But then uh, once I started, you know, uh, getting on the page and talking to the legends, they're like, oh, I know you. Oh, hey, how you been? You know, and so you see some of these people around um, on the pages and you don't know what agencies they work for. That they're even, Some of them that they're even travel agents. And, right. And you start, you know, there's, so there's a lot of girls that work there. A lot of guys, too, of course, but a lot of girls that you see on lines and stuff like that. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So far, so good, man. So far, so good. All right. So, Lee, uh, you got the same phone number. And so you have a different email. So what's the email that they can get in touch with you? It's Lee at MMVAgent.com. So Magical Moments Vacations, MMVAgent.com. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll post that, definitely post that in the show notes. So uh, without further ado, man, let's head, enough with the flim flam and the jibber jabber. Let's head on to the queue. So, uh, first thing in the queue, I just want to mention one quick thing, is that uh, look for some subtle changes to happen to your Magic Our Way podcast. For instance, like I've come up with the thought process that I'd like to come up with an original theme song for the show. 
Uh, a lot of our little jingles that we do, you know, if any of you guys use GarageBand at all, so you probably recognize a lot of our jingles. So as we start to make the uh, move into, you know, some monetization and stuff and some sponsorships and everything else, I figure it'd be time, you know, Danny's been doing really great with the new artwork. And for those that follow us on social media, you've probably seen our one of our new logos for whenever we have Lee on the show, our, our three-person uh, Pirates of the Caribbean logo. So hopefully you got to check that out. It came out really, really well, I thought. Got a lot of compliments on social media, you know, so that was very, very cool. Good? Yeah, yeah. Well, a few, quite a few. A lot of people, you know, I think Julie was one of them. Was, was that the Julie that we know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jenna, Jenna from Jenna? Um, from Baton Rouge, she commented on it too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So a lot of people dig it, man. It's actually pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to do my part and start getting, you know, I handle the sound and everything else, but I want to start creating a, a pretty unique, and I've got some ideas already in mind. So start kind of looking for that. In the future, and those shows I will post up on SoundCloud uh, as we kind of reboot on that little uh, state. Not really reboot, but kind of launch ourselves on that particular channel, as well as on the website, magicalway.net. No, .com, sorry. Well, either one. I bought both, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so I'm going to say the words here, Universal Studios. How, how does that make y'all feel? Yeah, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Uh, I just figured I had to bring that up because, you know, I've been listening to, you know, I listen to other podcasts and stuff, other Dizzy podcast shows and everything else. And, you know, there's always uh, people that say, you know, they don't want to talk about Universal. You know, they don't want, they, they say it's to play that which should not be named or, you know, that other park or something like this. I'm a big Dizzy fan. I have no problem with Universal whatsoever you know i mean that's there's nothing wrong with it it's entertaining it's magical just you know i don't know if it's nah, as magical nah, nah, but nah, 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 it's entertaining nah. it's not magical it's not magical You're it's right. not mag- i like i haven't been to the new harry potter land yeah and i don't have a problem with universal either yeah but it's not magical yeah um now maybe going through uh harry the wizarding world of harry potter is magical but not I wouldn't say it was magical to the point that Disney's got magical. Okay. You know? Disney, it, it just feels that the moment you walk in, the aura, it, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, it, it, feels, it does definitely feel a little bit different, but I have yes. no issues with them. You know? they, no, I they, don't either. They try their best. And I was listening to a Jim, uh, that Jim Hill and Len Tessa thing, and there's even a point in Walt's life where he was you know, trying to get a job at Universal, you know? He kind of mentioned it. I think it was one of the last shows. He was talking about how Disneyland, they're doing a whole six-show series on how Disneyland was came to be and formed and everything else. He talks about how Walt first went to um, Hollywood, L.A., and all that kind of business, trying to find a job, and he kept on hitting up Universal, and he learned a lot of stuff about entertainment industry and all that, mm-hmm. which he you know, he took the parts that he liked, and he, you know, he, he brought it back with him and created his own little studios. But anyway, I, j- I just wanted to toss that in there, and I mean, because I, I just... I hear too many podcasts say, "Oh, Universal." Blah, blah, blah. I have no problem with Universal. You know, it, I it, it's it's cool, man. We're we're good. And if you're fans of Universal, man, we we love you too. You know, and hopefully you Disney hard diehard Disney fans will hate us for it. But I mean, you know, it's okay. That's yeah. you, we're pretty we're pretty open. So well, it's not like we covered it. I mean, no, yeah, we don't cover it enough. I mean, one day we're going to take a trip. We've actually talked about this and just do a Universal kind of thing mm-hmm. and experience that whole thing and and report to you guys you know, on it just to see how it is. And, you know. We want kind of want to, you know, get a better view because there are some properties over there that I do enjoy. Like I love the Mummy attractions; it's great. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, very the, enjoyable. The the one thing that really bugs me about like they don't know how to market Universal. They mm. just don't know how yeah. to market. They don't have 
that touch that Disney has. Like, yeah. like, let, like, let's say I wanted to go, like, there's a million books right now on Imagineering yeah. and, and, and a lot of the behind the scenes uh, of how the, you know, the Haunted Mansion got built or, right. or how Pirates of the Caribbean got built. There's no book on Universal, by Universal, that gives the history of their theme park. Yeah, yeah. And all the different rides and the attractions that they've gone through. To, to, I mean, there, there's no... Um, there's nothing that makes Universal feel like this thing that's been there with this history. Yeah. There's no Walt figure. Right. There's no um, attention paid to its history. It, right. it, it, that's where I think a lot of it falls flat yeah. for me. But again, like, yeah, I mean, I had I had an opportunity to uh, to visit Universal a few years back, and I, I liked it. Um, but it's it's not Disney, right? That's all there is to it. It's not Disney. There's not the same level of detail. Uh, there's not. To me, what I saw not the same uh, level of pride, maybe that um, that the that the Disney parks take, but it, you know it is what it is. It's an it's something good, you know, to do. It's got a lot more roller coasters for sure. Yeah, it's got a lot more thrill rides. So you know, maybe for some older kids, it's a good uh, one or two day trip in the middle of your Disney vacation um, if you can swing that. You know, so yeah, I mean, there's good stuff there. Um, it's just not Disney, right? So, yeah, exactly. I'm down with that. <clears throat> Definitely believe that. And, you know, it's an argument can be made. It's like, well, you know, Disney goes pretty deep in how they create things, you know, as far as backstory and a level of detail and everything else, whereas Universal can almost be thought of something that stays on a superficial level. You know what I mean? So maybe that's, you know, to what Danny said, maybe that's why there's not many and the much many literature on uh, uh, or documentation as far as like how to design things and whatever else. Because uh, maybe there's not as deep a thing to go to, but you know, to some extent, it's still for the most part entertaining. And we have, you know, I hear us on the Magic Rway podcast, we have no issues with that. All right, so let's head on to our next topic. <clears throat> so, guys, Indiana Jones, man, uh, possible rumors, nothing's co- uh, completely confirmed yet or set in stone, but uh, your boy from Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt, is looking to. Uh, Maybe Disney. Maybe uh, Disney's probably looking for him to become the next Indiana Jones. What do you guys think of that? Hmm. Have y'all seen the picture? As long as it's as long as it's better than that last piece of crap they put out. The oh, the fourth the, with the giant ants and the Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, Indy Sun. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm a big indie fan. I mean, I grew up. In that time frame, you know, I saw the original Indiana Jones when it came to the theaters. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to be a little nostalgic for that. But, uh, but man, you know, he was he was solid in in Guardians. So, yeah. Um, I think it'd be a good, you know, again, anything's got to be better than Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm good with that. I think, uh, you know, of course, you know, the right director and the right script, of course. But uh, I'd be interested. I'd I'd see it. I'd go check it out. Yeah, and if uh, y'all y'all pull up the article that I have linked in our show notes, and uh, the listeners, if you do the same thing, they have a picture of uh, Chris Pratt in Indiana Jones gear. Man, he looks pretty good. He looks like a kind of almost uh, Harrison Ford esque, you know, in in, in uh, I guess color and look, and you know, with scruffiness and whatever. So it's not too bad. Y'all check that out. The picture. Yeah, I'm thinking that right now. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Oh, a cr- so is this going to be a prequel or is this going to be... Well, that's the thing I was going to ask you guys. A uh, reboot? Yeah, nothing's been completely finalized, but would you want to see a prequel or a reboot or a continuation of the saga a la 007 kind of thing? What, what would you guys prefer mm. if this were to take place? Now, again, 
The article says nothing can be it cautions that nothing has been finalized. But uh, w- w- let's blue sky a little bit. What do you guys think about that? As far as Ooh. this franchise goes, you know, would you want them to redo the th- original three with a new person or well, kind of like know, they did Spider Man, or would you want to? Here's the thing. I, I like. I'm a big Harrison Ford fan, and 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 I kind of felt indie as um, it was so hit and miss. Like to me, Temple of Doom. A lot of people love it. I was not a big fan. Yeah. I love Last Crusade. I loved Raiders. Yeah. I hated the last one. Um, Temple of Doom, I just, it didn't resonate with me. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, I liked it when the artifact was something that you went into already invested. Like when you hear, oh my God, he's looking for the Holy Grail. Oh my God, he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant. How many of those type of things? Like, I felt the stories <laughs> lost something when they just made up an imaginary thing for them to go after. Go look a for the rocks. skull, a <laughs> yeah. rock, a magical rock. The, the, yeah, the stories lost something to me when the item that he was looking for uh, disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. And, and I can tell you, it, you know, I'm not opposed to Chris Pratt doing it. I just don't. He had one good role in Guardians of the Galaxy and already we're handing him... The, the, the keys to Indiana friend, yeah. Jones. I yeah. mean, it, it seems a little too early for that. I've seen him be goofy. Yeah. He does great goofy. Yeah. Indy's not goofy. <laughs> no? He's not. I mean, he has his little comedic moments, but he's not goofy. Right, right, um, right. So I'm not against it, but I'm not sold on it. Okay, okay. Lee, what do you think? Yeah, um, you know, again, I'd probably go see it. Uh, how well it turns out, you know, is, will remain to be seen. Um, the only thing I will say is, I, I, I think it have to be a reboot. A reboot I completely. Know, I don't know how you continue the storyline any more than we've already done. You've already got his son, so who would he be? His cousin, or you know, his uncle, yeah. or somebody. Um, so I think you'd have to do a reboot. <clears throat> and um, again, I, I'd, I'd go see it just out of curiosity, um, but. Yeah, you know, Danny makes a couple of good points. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to to top uh, Harrison Ford, first of all. It right. Is. I prefer uh, not to see it. But I mean, so you think about it this way: when you when they did the Batman reboot, there wasn't as good as the first movies were. They weren't that hard to top because they were kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, kind of uh, cartoonish, and uh, you know, Dark Knight really took it in a whole different direction. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you take that same process and do Indiana Jones in a different direction, what direction do you go? Because it'd be hard to improve upon the original, I guess. Mm. I, it wasn't that hard to improve on the, upon the original Batmans, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so, that's... Yeah. That makes so I don't, I don't know that you can really top the original Indiana Jones. I'm with Lee from the standpoint of... I Again, I don't know that you could ever top it but if you're going to do this, it has to be a reboot. Yeah. Because nobody wants to see like a fifth film with Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, you know, in his 80s, handing the mantle over to Chris Pratt as Tennessee Jenkins or whatever right. the whatever he's going to be. Right. I, I don't want to see if I'm if I'm watching this <laughs> Tennessee Jenkins. I don't know. I just whatever <laughs> popped in my head. <laughs> I'm choking out Lee again. <laughs> it's okay. um, <laughs> I tried to call attention to that because that was uh, that was good. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, I don't want to say it's, it's like this. This week also, you had the news of the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, we're all going to be all females. Yeah, I don't want. I want to see 
I think far too many people, when they decide that they're going to go ahead and remake a franchise, they're like, well, let's just take the franchise and we'll hand it off to the next guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're not invested. We want to see Vankman. We want to see Stance. We want to see right. Spangler. We want to see Indiana Jones. We don't want to see... That's the guy. I mean, you don't yeah. want to see... Look at the new Star Wars. How many people just didn't go with that because there was no Luke, there was no Leia, there was no Han. Right. Now everyone's excited about the new ones Yeah. because they're all coming back. Hmm. I think there's a... Um, now, is that us saying that at, at our age because we saw the originals or... And, or, or like, would it be different for the person that have ne- uh, for the young one that has never seen the originals? But this would be like their first introduction to indie. I'm just saying, name one time this has worked. Right. Name one time it's worked where they're like, okay, we're going to hand off the mantle to somebody else and let him be uh, instead of being the new what you call it. He's what I I can't think of anything off the top of, uh, off the top of my head that has worked. Would you count double a seven with that? No, because he's still 007. He's, he's still, still James the same Bond. Person. Oh, yeah. okay, I got gotcha, you. You're gotcha. still James Bond. It's not like you could have a whole new spy uh, adventure right. series about, you know... Um, it's not like they're bringing in 008. Yes. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, name a time where they've take, they successfully taken a franchise and removed the lead character, replaced him with another one, and it worked fine. Hmm. Hmm, that's what I'm trying to figure out if that's ever worked. So, listeners, if you if you have an answer to that, so please send us an email. We'd love to peruse and ponder on what you may suggest uh, as something that may have worked with this. So, mm-hmm. and, and while you're at it, send us your thoughts on Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. Man, it could be interesting. I'm trying to think of one of those where it didn't work. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. You know, because there's a lot of them I can think of. Not a lot, but there are a few that I can think of where they actually did try and do this. And it didn't work. Where they tried to handle off the mantle to somebody else. Hmm. Like I can think of Friday the 13th. They killed Jason. Right. And they tried to make the killer a guy who was copying Jason and it was a terrible movie. But I'm trying to think of another instance. What about the Karate Kid stuff? There you go. That's a great one. Yeah. The Karate Kid. There was no Daniel LaRusso. It was a different Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, And then also not only uh, Will Smith's son, but... um, What's her name? The girl from... Um, oh, uh, Karate Kid 3? Yes, the Karate yeah. Kid 3. I, yeah. She's a famous actress now. I just, I'm just H- blanking Hillary Swan- uh, Swank. There you go. Hillary Swank. Yeah. Hillary Swank. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you can... I, I, I'm, I'm more in a favor of a reboot than a continuation of the series. All right, on to our next topic. Speaking of more movie news and casting news, guys, Emma Watson, Belle... Yeah. Interesting, a lot, yeah. A lot of buzz, a lot of buzz. Uh, a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, let me uh, read straight from her Facebook. She posted uh, at one point when she fi- was finally able to say something. She says, I'm finally able to tell you, dot, 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 that I'll be playing Belle in Disney's new live-action Beauty and the Beast. It was such a big part of my growing up. It almost feels surreal that I'll get to dance to be our guest and sing something there. My six-year-old self is on the ceiling, heart-bursting. Time to start some singing lessons. I can't wait for you to see it. Emma XX. And uh, <clears throat> just to kind of continue on with this article that I printed out from moviepilot.com, uh, it says uh, the official statement from the Walt Disney Stu- uh, Studios publicity says uh, actress Emma Watson has been cast as Belle in Disney's upcoming live action interpretation of Beauty and the Beast. The film was directed by Bill Condon and produced by Mandeville Films, 
David Hoberman and Todd Lieberman production is anticipated to begin later this year. So that they're getting on this pretty quickly. So what do you guys think of that, man? Hermione Granger, uh, Emma Watson as Belle. Or actually, what do you think about a live action Beauty and the Beast? I, that was going to be my point. I'm I'm not really that excited about seeing a live action anything Disney. Um, again, as Danny mentioned before, like when does when has that worked? A live yeah, action I, Disney? I, I can't I can't think of, and I could be wrong. Maybe you'll remind me of something I forgot about, but I can't think of one live action Disney uh, film in the recent uh, history that was enjoyable. Well, did did uh, Maleficent work? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen Maleficent either. Did you see it, Lee? Uh, There's your answer right there that none of us actually went out and no, saw. No, I it. actually did see it. Um, I think it wasn't as good as everyone that liked it made yeah. it out to be. So maybe I got a little, you know, disappointed because of the hype. Right. Right. But um, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Uh, <clears throat> I think because you really saw when you think when you saw a picture of Maleficent. And knew that that was going to be made into a movie. I think everyone had in their mind what it was going to be about. And she's the bad guy. Whereas in this movie, she's actually the good guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that was an interesting twist on it. Um, so, yeah, that one worked. Um, anything else? It was else, kind of like a backstory about Maleficent, though. Right? Was yeah, there, it was her backstory, basically. There wasn't really so, a cartoon version. that Right, went. it wasn't a cartoon version of Maleficent the villain. Right. It was here's how Maleficent became a villain, basically. Hmm. Yeah. So, it, well, see it. You, it's out. Go check it out. It's worth seeing. Yeah, I definitely want to see uh, that. I was just reading here though that uh, Guillermo del Toro was originally supposed to do this Bell uh, Beauty and the Beast. That would have been something I would pay money to see. But uh, apparently, he's not doing it now. So someone else is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Condon. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have really liked to see what he could do with it. Uh, he's put out some really good work. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Beauty and the Beast fan, you know. Uh, this is My daughter wasn't around when that movie came out, so right. I never really... I've actually... Now that I'm saying it a lot, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I'm looking at the verbiage, and you know, it says live-action Beauty and the Beast. If you think about it, the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast was technically a live-action version of it. So I'm okay. wondering if they're going to make uh, base it off uh, or use bits and pieces of from the cartoon, also from the uh, the Broadway version of it. You know, I'd be kind of mm-hmm. curious to see that. I, I bet you it's going to do Broadway. Yeah, because I, I think Hairspray did the same kind of thing. Hairspray was a movie, uh, and then it became a musical, and then it, they redid the the Hairspray again, but based on the musical. Because <laughs> the original uh-huh. wasn't a musical. Yeah, the original wasn't a musical. But this is kind of, you know, uh, art, you know, inspires live art, and then that may inspire live art on film kind of thing. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how they do this uh, and how much of the Broadway version goes into um, um, the live action version that you're going to see here on the screen. I'd be, I'd be curious to see how scary the beast is, or is it just going to be like a big Muppet? It's going to be a big CGI uh, probably so, kind yeah. Kind of mess, yeah. I betcha. Here, here's what I'd say. A, this isn't a big stretch for her. Right. Because, I mean, Hermione Granger, bookworm, Belle, bookworm. Yeah. But what I would like to see is that, is that you know, uh, Emma Watson is a, a British actress. Yeah. Belle's French. What kind of version of Belle are we going to get? Is she going to have no accent and speak like she's American? Is she going to have the British accent? And they'll just have to make it work, or is she going to come up with a French accent? I'm betting we get a manufactured French accent on Belle. What do y'all think? Hmm. So, a la, a la uh, 
uh, Lumiere kind of thing sounding? Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, that. well, that's the thing. I mean, um, you can get away with that with the servants because you never really kind of... Lumiere, yeah, okay. Yeah. He was French, but Cogsworth... He could have All been, right. he, yeah, he definitely could have been British. Yeah, yeah. The servants could have come from anywhere. Right. Bell was from France. France. She's so a French fairy tale, yeah. Emma's British. What's Emma going to do? How's she going to play this? Hmm. Does everyone walk around? Does Gaston, does he walk around with a, a French accent? How do you play this? I mean, who plays yeah. Gaston? Who's yeah, Gaston? I was just about to ask that. Who would you want to see play playing Gaston? Chris Pratt. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Johnny De- oh no no no! The dude from Seinfeld. Kramer. Putty. <laughs> Kramer. No, oh, not oh, Putty. Putty. Oh, oh guy from Soren and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, oh God. that'd be awesome. Blanking on his name. He's on Family Shoot. Guy too. He's a voice from Family Guy. Yeah, as well. Joe from Family hey, Guy. Fam- Wouldn't he be great? Yeah, Patrick Warburton. No, Patrick-, Patrick Warburton. Thank you. Yes, he could be guest on. Yeah, I like oh, it. Yeah. I, I like that. it. He's not real built, but I guess he could. You know, they could throw some muscles on him. He's stocky. He's got wide. Yeah. Mu- he's yeah. got wide yeah. shoulders. You know, he could pull it off. Uh, if again, if not, I'm sure Johnny Depp has some movies in this it, it left on his contract with Disney that they can go ahead and stick him in there. He could be Lefou. Oh yeah, John Hamm. John Hamm. That's another one. He could. Yeah. He could pull that off. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you know what? Them. I don't even know why. But just the first person in my mind is Bradley Cooper. As Gaston? Yeah, not for the muscles or anything, but just like a, attitude. Kind of a cocky. Yeah. Can I know, tell you something? Kind I'd of a jerk. I'd rather him for Indy. I'd rather oh, him for oh, Indiana Jones. Okay. Because, again, all I've seen is Chris Pratt be goofy. Um, Bradley Cooper, I can see having that more stern, serious look. That Indy gets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I that could... touch of smartassness that he has every now and then. Exactly. Oh, that makes sense. I would rather him. Look at that. Harken back to another one. Okay. A lot of options here. A lot of options here. Yeah. Come on, Hollywood. Get with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen up. Copyright Magic Our Way 2015. Oh. All right. For our first time here on the queue, we're going to do a little rewind back to something we already mentioned. But anyway, Danny, take it away. All right. In terms of movies where they've gone in a different direction, and looked for a different uh, lead. All right, Fast and the Furious, when they got rid of Vin Diesel. Yeah. That started to tank. It wasn't until they got Vin Diesel back that the franchise went back in a better direction. Hmm. So the same thing with Rocky. When Rocky stopped fighting in Rocky Five, and Tommy Morrison was the fighter and Rocky didn't fight no more, he was more the Mick role. Yeah. Downhill. Terminator with no Arnold, Christian Bale Terminator. Yeah. How did that? that, Danny Glover Predator. How did that work out? Oh, gosh. I never saw those. You don't remember Predator 2? Yeah, I remember that. With Danny Glover in the lead role? Yeah. Didn't work out so well. So there's a couple of times when he just decided, eh, we don't need the main guy in here. We can make these movies without him. Doesn't work so well. Right. Interesting. That add to that, man. Ponder that in your thought, listeners, because we'd be curious to know what your thoughts on that is, too. All right, moving on. All right, back to Princess Sophia. <laughs> Kevin's favorite topic. I know. I got to talk about it, man, because this is, you see it in Time Magazine, CNN. People's got an article. Everybody's got an article on this. But there's a new princess in town, and for the first time, she's Latina, to quote the Time article. Um, just to let you know, on Thursday, Disney Junior announced that Princess Elena of Avalor will make up her debut in 2016. 
on a special episode of Sophia the First, the network's hit show for preschoolers. And I'll go on to say Princess Elena is a confident and compassionate teenager in an enchanted fairy tale kingdom inspired by diverse Latin cultures and folklore. The network said in a statement, guys, you know, the first time I read this, I, I pictured, you know, the, uh, uh, the Zorro films with Antonio uh-huh. Banderas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was her name? Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. I, yeah. I, I pictured for some here, that kind of type of character being princess Elena. Cause of, you know, essentially that, that was her name. <laughs> that was, that was the daughter, uh, Zorro daughter, the first Zorro's daughter's name, Elena. Okay. That got separated. So, but I can see the same kind of confident and compassionate type person, uh, that Catherine Zeta Jones brought to that Zorro character that, you know, I'm uh, hopefully, we'll, guess we'll, I know I'll bring it up <laughs> next year when she comes out on Sophia the First, but uh, there you go, man. A, a Latina princess, man. What do you guys, how, how does that make you feel? Y'all, y'all happy about that? Yeah. So I'm an equal opportunity princess person. Yeah. yeah. I will say this uh, someone posted uh, on one of the pages, and the, the first thing I thought when I saw the picture of her, I said, you know, that's. That's basically Jasmine in a flower in a sundress. Right, right. It looks just like Jasmine in, in, in a sundress. So, uh, but no, I mean that, that's good. You know, we got uh, we got all you know we got the whole United Colors of Benetton going on with the princesses now. Yeah, man, they're covering it now. They just need a Filipino one, and you know I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell when you. they have the Samoan princess, then we'll. Uh, oh, you got to watch out for we'll her. We'll know man. they're really uh, being progressive. <laughs> l- 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 let me tell you something. Some this princess. is not a real princess. I I, I object to this uh, cartoon character being classified as a princess. I yeah. ob- I object. I, is it because she's not part of that whole princess? She's uh, not a part. Like yeah, I'm the one who found this story. You know how deep I had to look for this. Right. <laughs> this isn't on any of the official Disney website. You had to look for this oh, story. Yeah. They have not exactly made a big deal out of her being added to the princess like you, you're not going to see her up there shaking hands with uh you're not gonna have a meet and greet right right i just don't see it coming like in order to be a princess i would think you you need at least one movie right yeah. of your own you know not this sounds like they're trying to capitalize like what if we had sophia combined with dora and we turn them into one person and, and handy manny we could get all that <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, only time will tell. I'd be curious to see what happens. Look, I'm reading more of the article, and it says, The story goes that Elena was imprisoned in the amulet by an evil sorceress, Shuriki, decades ago while Elena was trying to protect her little sister, Princess Isabel. Uh, Decades later, Sophia discovers the truth and sets out to restore Elena to her human form and help her return to the kingdom of Avalor. Yeah, so she's imprisoned. She's like a genie imprisoned in this amulet. Interesting. Interesting. So only time will tell. I guess we'll be curious to see what happens with this particular Latina princess a year from now in 2016. All right. Something has come up in the news recently, and this has to deal with Disney's Starbucks collection mugs. And if you haven't heard this story, um, I'm kind of paraphrasing both from like uh, Ricky's website, Inside the Magic, and uh, Orlando News 13 and various other sites that have covered this kind of thing. But anyway, uh, Disney and Starbucks have released a Disney-branded merchandise, including mugs and tumblers. Um, Each park with a Starbucks... uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what it says. Each park with a Starbucks is getting its own park-specific You Are Here mug. It will also have Disney Starbucks clear tumblers available. Uh, So far, these have been released at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. 
uh, although the Epcot thing didn't really go over as well. And uh, they have some pictures. You can see them all over the internet of the Epcot mugs and the Disney mugs. Um, the mug is usually, let me just say this, the mug is usually fourteen ninety five. Um, the Magic Kingdom mug is sold at the Main Street Bakery and features Cinderella Castle and Space Mountain in a blue, gray, and yellow style. So that's the coloring that you see on that particular mug. Mm-hmm. However, when you look at the Epcot mug, um, you, you see uh, uh, Mexico and uh, the Land Pavilion and Spaceship Earth, and there's also a monorail. Uh, the whole mug coloring is predominantly purple. So it's a white mug with purple artwork on it. Does that ring any bells to you guys? Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it, and I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker, yeah, per se. So you know, the whole I when I go to Starbucks, I don't even get coffee. I get uh, you know, teas and stuff like that. But uh, but you know, it's, it's cool to have it. You know, you got four different. Are there four different mugs? Uh there's they're gonna. It's any park with a Starbucks so far. So I'm assuming they're gonna oh, put okay. Starbucks in any park. So eventually they're gonna have four mugs. But so far. It's only Magic Kingdom and Epcot that have a Starbucks. And then Downtown Disney eventually, but uh, okay. they might come out with a Downtown Disney mug. But does, does anything ring to y'all's heads regarding a purple Epcot mug with a purple monorail? I've heard about this. This is the, the, uh, the monorail that crashed. Yeah, the whole monorail that crashed thing, you know? Um, yeah, that was, it was a whole deal, man. I guess I don't know who came up with the idea that, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that with a purple mug. But, I mean, I know what. Why? Uh, here's my thing. It's like, why see the negative of it? You know, but you know, somebody obviously perished on that accident. But you know, maybe it's like a reminder and almost like in memoriam kind of thing to that dude. You know, don't you? Th- I mean, do we have to like if it's a purple monorail on that mug? Does it have to be like the negatives? Like, oh my god, it's a crash! Da da da. Or is it too soon? I mean, uh, what do y'all? What maybe do y'all they think? could, uh, you know, some proceeds from the mugs could go to a memorial fund or something like that. Yeah, or something. Make something positive. It's like, oh yeah. god, we 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 towed the line. Oh my gosh, you know. I mean, I, I think this is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Look, it clearly. I'm. I know that everybody that works in every department of Disney should be aware of everything that ever happened. Yeah. Um. I. I know there are people who, who think that, so they're going to point this out to make it sound like Disney is being insensitive right. here by using this purple mug. Right. But that's utterly ridiculous. I saw every, they each had their own color. Yeah. Everything was tinted purple in that mug. Yeah, yeah. Not just the, the monorail. Just, it disgusts me that people would, uh, you know, try to use this as a means to call attention to something negative in the past. That, you know, right. the families are... You know, the f- Chinese pavilion is in purple. You know, Tomorrowland... I mean, not Tomorrowland. I'm sorry. The land is in purple. Everything in that friggin' thing is in purple. Yeah, I just, I just hate to, you know, somebody would think, find the negative of it. It's like, you know, maybe it's like a little in memoriam. Won't you see it like that, the positive, instead of like, oh, you know, oh, the crash, oh, the crash. I mean, I, I don't, too soon. I don't I'll be it, honest with you, man. I, didn't, I haven't, this whole mug story, I thought you were just talking about how they were hard to get. No, I no. I haven't heard anything about this purple mug. Oh man, this was all. Yeah, they they took it off. And remember how I said the mug is usually fourteen ninety five. Well, yeah. I'm looking on eBay right now because they ask. closed oh, it. Yeah. They stopped selling. They they pulled them from the shelves. And get, well, take a guess. I don't know if y'all looking at it right now, but guess how three hundred. All right. Actually, the person got closest without going over would be Lee with a hundred dollars. But the actual price is two seventy eight is the highest price Jeez. I see. Two seventy eight. Two seventy eight with the Jeez. cheapest being two thirty 
for the mug, you know, for that, for that. Actually, uh, how's me the closest? If I said three hundred and he said a hundred, without going over, without going over, price price is right rules, right? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I just you know, there's no rule, but you know, you would be closer technically, but that's a rule about the price is right, (laughs) man. It should have been who's closer. What is it? I went over by like what fourteen bucks. Yeah. He was off oh. by like a hundred. That's why on that TV like game show when people bet like one dollar, it's like, you know. Yeah, you got to keep that in mind when we do that show, Danny. What? When we do our Price is Right show. Oh, that I can't go over. Yeah, you have yeah. to get the closest without going over. Wins. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's I'm looking on eBay right now, and that's how much this sucker is going, man. It's ranged from prices from anywhere from two hundred to one three hundred dollars. Holy Moses! I'll there you go. Now. I didn't go over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, wait, I can't say that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Oh, look, there's one here, man. I'm looking at it. Twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred. Serious? I'm serious. I don't know why this is twenty five hundred dollars. I want to know who's got twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a stupid mug. They put it on a buy. It. Let me click on this one. This is a buy it now. Um. Did Bob Iger drink out of this mug? Shoot. <laughs> It's funny. The description says "brand new, retired, rare Epcot <laughs> Starbucks mug." Retired. It's like, rare. oh my gosh! If you buy this mug because uh, I don't know, I I don't know, I don't know. That's just that's just amazing. So it was pulled because of this. Because of the whole uh, monorail the, thing, yeah. Monorail that somebody yeah. went out there and made the connection that this was the monorail that crashed. Completely missed the idea of the color coding of the park of the. Um, I'm sorry, the mug. The mug. Yeah. The entire mug is purple. The 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 land is purple. The Chinese pavilion is purple. The monorail just so happened to be purple because the color scheme was purple. It wasn't. I don't think the person who designed this had any clue about it. Right. So right. whatever. And, it, and like you said, even still, man, why 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 see the negative of it? That's it exactly. You know, so who's looking at this to spot check that? Right, I I don't get it. So coming from Disney Travel News, uh, many of you may or may not know, but uh, it is this year is the 60 years of Disneyland, their 60th anniversary. Yes. So uh, Disneyland Resort to add dazzling new nighttime spectaculars for Diamond Celebration. So 60 years is diamonds? Is that what it is? I guess so. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I yeah. thought it was 50 was diamond. Wasn't yeah. that gold or silver? Th- diamond anniversary? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not there uh, yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm well away. I, I, I think I'm, I'm close to seven. Yeah, I think I I'm think still I'm, at the paperclip stage wait. or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. <laughs> All right. So beginning May 22nd, 2015, the Diamond Celebration will feature three sensational new nighttime spectaculars, which will take guests into the worlds of Disney, which will take guests into the worlds of Disney stories like never before. Uh, so there's basically three here. So new technology and immersive special effects lift the Paint the Night Parade beyond anything seen in the past at Disneyland Park. Vibrant color and more than 1.5 million brilliant LED lights that flash and glow will bring Disney stories to life during this after dark parade featuring unforgettable music and spectacular floats paint the night will include special appearances by Mickey Mouse and friends as well as beloved characters from tales such as Monsters Inc Cars The Little Mermaid Beauty and the Beast Toy Story and guess what what's that Frozen and Frozen Uh, I don't think they do enough with that franchise. I think you're right. (laughs) You're right. The 60th anniversary is the diamond anniversary. The 50th anniversary is the gold anniversary. And uh, yeah, my wedding gift to my wife was copper. 
So, go ahead. Well, is there a tenth? Do you have that pulled up? You the, have a list the of tenth, ten aluminum. Aluminum. In the modern day setting, diamond jewelry. So you can get away with diamonds on the tenth. Or a coke. Oh, can. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you can get away with diamonds anytime you want to. <laughs> he said scornfully. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can get away with that. I don't know if you can get away with aluminum. A- unless you work for the Magic Our Way Travel Agency. <laughs> Boom! Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's continue on here. Also at Disneyland Park, the largest installation of projection mapping technology in a Disney park and surprising special effects will transport you into the into the worlds of beloved Disney and Disney Pixar films during the Disneyland Forever Fireworks Spectacular. The show will extend to Main Street USA, It's a Small World, Rivers of America, and the Matterhorn as projections transform familiar park icons into stunning story scenes. And at Disney's California Adventure Park, Mickey Mouse will entertain guests as mischievous host of a fun-filled presentation of the popular nighttime World of Color Spectacular. World of Color, Celebrate, the wonderful world of Walt Disney, brings to life the remarkable story of Walt in the happiest place on Earth with animated imagery, live-action film, fountains, lasers, special effects, and stirring musical score, all on the magical water canvas of World of Color. In addition, the iconic Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Park and the Carthay Circle Theater at Disney's California Adventure Park will glisten and gleam for the celebration, each with its own diamond medallion. The Disneyland Resort and surrounding streets will sparkle with diamond celebration decor and festive banners and shades of Disneyland blue, also bearing the diamond anniversary theme. Creative merchandise and food items will be designed to complement the celebration. So, bling, bling. Nice. Uh, Speaking of Paint the Night Parade, does anybody know when we last talked about that? We actually mentioned that parade on this show. Uh, Tokyo? Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland Hong Kong. has that Man, parade. Close. You remember that, Danny? We were watching yeah. the video, and they had all those incredible, like fiber optic, uh, neonish type things, and just lighting special effects. And they had the Monsters Inc. float with the doors that had but images the, on them and everything. To Disneyland, then. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing it cool. to Disneyland, man. That's beautiful. So once they get the measles under control, man, I'm headed out there. <laughs> and you know, we were talking about doing a Disneyland trip, but man, what's what's the whole deal with the measles? I mean, I, I'm up with my shots, but dang. Measles. You're up on your shots? Yeah. I'm hoping that the vaccination that I got when I was like 12 is still good. It's, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping it is, too. I mean, what if it wore, wore off? I mean, it's been a while. I, th- I mean, the last time I got it was when I started my master's, which would have been in like 2001. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's like a, if it, they wear off or anything or if my body remembers. But anyway, aside from the measles thing, you know. I'm worried about polio. <laughs> <laughs> Ebola. Uh, yeah. Ebola. Well, no, no, no. That's a new disease. Like, I didn't get vaccinated. I got vaccinated for measles and polio and, oh, God, what else did you Rubella? get? Tetanus. I got tetanus vaccination. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So, whenever they get that under control, I'd love to see this parade because <laughs> I remember watching the video. I was just, my jaw dropped just watching the video of the Paint the Night Parade. That's something I definitely want to check out, man. So, yeah, 60th anniversary. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of video, a lot of stories. Hopefully, we we'll are ourselves. Uh, the Magic Our Way people will be headed out there to kind of check things out during the 60th anniversary. Lee, do you know if they have a... Did you say during the sexiest anniversary? I, I, it sounded like you said during it's the sexiest anniversary. Isn't that the sexiest anniversary of them all? You know, you make it that point. Is that it? 60 equals sexy? Yes, yes. I like it. That is the modern anniversary. 60 is sexy. Okay, right? that works. That's that's uh, copyright Magic Car Way 2015. But Lee, did, did they say when this ends? The celebration is going to go into 2016? Or you know, it doesn't. Uh, the 
There was actually a little chat about that going on. Uh, the Magical Memories vacation page. Okay. Um, the rumor is could go 16 to 18 months. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So, so it's definitely it's a into... a big deal. Uh, yeah. Definitely so, into plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to go see it. Plenty of time to get rid of measles and stuff. Yeah. Whatever, whatever points ail you. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, so you're probably thinking, oh, man, that's not the hub music. Well, you're absolutely correct. Uh, let me tell you what happened here. Uh, the show that we recorded this night went very, very long. I mean, we had like three hours of material. So, uh, you know, in, in, as, in addition to boiling off some of the fat that didn't need to be on the show and trimming back some stuff, it still ended up being a very, very long show. So I decided to break it up into two different shows, kind of like what I've done in the past. So uh, this first half was basically just the Q segment, and the next show is going to be the Hub segment. I'll give you a little bit of warning about that one too. Um, But anyway, the Hub segment deals with our recommendations for Disneyland veterans who are visiting Walt Disney World for the first time. So we had gotten a question from one of our, our, our listeners and stuff, and so we, we wanted to address it. And we ended up going being as thorough and as completely thorough as possible, which ended up being like three hours of material. So I'm just kind of give you forecasting what's happening there. Uh, so, you know, definitely give this show a listen because you get to see what we think uh, are some things that they shouldn't miss. Uh, seeing as they've never been to Walt Disney World. So I wanted to, uh, you know, it should be pretty uh, interesting discussion. And, you know, we welcome y'all's uh, d- uh, thoughts upon the topic as well. So anyway, um, part, we're just going to put a pin in this conversation here. We're going to pick up with the this part two of this show uh, with the hub and everything else uh, next time, uh, which hopefully will be re- uh, released uh, roughly close to each other. So just kind of keep an eye out for that. Let's take care of some business here, man. If you want to find everything that has to do with Magic Arway, go to www.magicarway.com. There you can find everything dealing with social media, our RSS feeds, and ways to download the show. So you, you know, if you want to like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, you could definitely find our links to that, direct links to that. Uh, you could also find ways to subscribe to our show, so iTunes, Stitcher, uh, soon to be SoundCloud. That's going to come up soon. And also, too, you can find some enhanced sh- uh, show notes where I provide the links and everything else to the articles and the pictures that we talk about on the show so that you can kind of follow along with us. Um, you can find ways to contact us. We have our speak pipe. You can see that little widget on the right-hand side of the website. We also have our toll-free number, which you can contact us at, as well as our email address. Man, so many ways to get in touch with the Magic Our Way podcast. Also, too, guys, if wherever you subscribe to us, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher Man, leave us a rating and a review, dude. It does nothing but help the show, and it doesn't really take that much of your time, man. Just leave us a rating, whatever you think of the show. Lead us, uh, let us know what you think about the show. Let others know what you think about the show. You know, be honest. You know, I have no problem with honest feedback. You know, if you if the, you don't you're not a big fan of the show, so be it. If you really like the show, so be it. You know, like I said, we want to be the voice of the Dizzy Podcast, and why should we stifle anything that deals with us? You know, so if we're willing to be po- really positive or negative with the uh, Disney. Uh, world of Disney as it is, and then we should be the same way with our show. So, you know, we welcome any and all opinions about it. So definitely go ahead and take care of that. It does nothing but keep us on everybody's radar. It does nothing but help the show out regardless and tells everybody else uh, what the, what you think about it. So anyway, do that for us, man. We definitely do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Magic Our Way podcast. This is Kevin and Magic out. 
to y'all's heads regarding a purple Epcot mug with a purple monorail? I've heard about this. This is the the, uh, the monorail that crashed. Yeah, the whole monorail that crashed thing. Oh, you know? is that mug cracked? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Whoa, wait. that is not. What, wait, wait, what are you doing, Kev? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, man, we got to do that. Kev, Kev finally breaking out the soundboard. Yeah. Look at this. I had to go to a different show just to pull that out. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 